Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Help Me Be Me is self-help for people who hate self-help, hosted by me, Sarah May. What I talk about on this show is my personal opinion, and it's not a substitute for professional help. Take what helps and leave the rest. If you're suffering, please call 911 or your local emergency services. Hi friends, it's Sarah May, and this is an episode I am recording from the garage because my son is sick today and uh, so you're going to hear a lot of weird background noise. Apologies. Um, But this is all about life and death and it's not a bummer episode, hopefully. It's really about making the most of time with our loved ones and this is an episode um, that has been a frequent request. Uh, It's something I've also been thinking about a lot as well just because... You know, as you grow up, your parents age and we, as we move through life, we lose loved ones. And um, so this is something I think is important to think about and doesn't have to be sad. It can be joyful and deep. So I wanted to write this in tribute to Bob, who has recently exited. That's my uncle. And hopefully you have rejoined Margaret and are having a blast and not suffering anymore and I also wanted to make this in honor of my mom who is alive and thriving and kicking ass but I recently gave her story worth which you may or may not remember one was one of my sponsors last Christmas I got it for my parents and my in-laws anyway what it is is they you collect stories from your um whoever you send it to and just reading all her stories it's really just made me realize um, that, you know, your parents, whoever brings you up, it's kind of like a planet. They're like guiding your life and they create all kind of the terms that, you know, you rotate around and you don't really think about that. And you don't really think about it until they're gone, how much power and meaning they represent to you and who has kind of given you experiences, who has exposed you to things. And, if these people are positive in your life, I just wanted to remind you that they are not here forever and also give you some ways to prepare for that in a way that brings more to your relationship with them to allow you to be more present and allow you to not live in the pain of the future, which I would say is like an insult to life, but to just be able to get all the things you really want and be conscious of that. And if things are bad in that relationship with these people, think of it kind of like it could be a almost like, um, <laughs> sounds really dark, but like a jail visit where you can just keep it short and, and really keep in mind what you want to get out of the relationship when you allow yourself to be exposed to them or be around them. So this is really just for you to get the opportunity to consider those things. Um, And I 
we'll give you a heads up in this episode I do talk a little bit about my own spiritual beliefs I don't go into them in like a heavy way um, but I just don't want that to make you feel bummed out or isolated because I remember really clearly being feeling so alienated when people who were religious or when I was in an environment with people like that where spirituality or religion was kind of the norm of that room like 12 step for example I felt like everyone in here is crazy and it made me feel really lonely and also hopeless so I don't want you to feel that way so if you have no spiritual or religious beliefs I get it It makes total sense I'm not going to make you feel lonely or I'm going to try my best not to make you feel alienated but I just wanted to give you a heads up that um and for anyone that's feeling a little anxious about the impermanence of life, um, I want to make or hopefully offer up the perspective that life is temporary and that is an awesome thing. It's a beautiful thing because that's what gives it real value. It allows us to really uh, be present fully when we, we understand that completely. I remember as a kid thinking that was so intensely overwhelming and sad. Like I almost couldn't comprehend it because it would just make me cry, you know. And now I can see impermanence as a beautiful beautiful part of the experience. And I think a lot of people don't think about that, that truth of life because we don't want to or it's like we're so busy, we're so distracted. We only think about what we're going through right now and all the to-dos, etc., And because of that, because we're not conscious of impermanence, we don't curate our experiences in the way we would if it were more top of mind. Meaning we spend a lot of the time in the doing and the worrying about things, the distractions, the checking, the list making, the shopping, the trivial. And oftentimes it takes a loss, something big and traumatic to see what we really want. And and we don't realize oh, wow, this is going by really fast. So if, if you can allow yourself to put things in perspective, I think we make very different life decisions. Um, so what, what can we do? First, just become aware. Make it a goal or an intention to appreciate, value, slow down, be present, enjoy, savor, and the goal of this episode will be allowing yourself the opportunity of coming into a new approach to those in your life who are, are meaningful, your planets, so to speak. Maybe that means you're changing your relationship with them in a, a new way for the better. Maybe you're investing your time differently, or maybe you're simply appreciating those in your life a little bit more, seeing them in a different lens. And life is a moving meditation like if we can move through it with presence grace and embodiment we are getting the most out of it if we can make decisions based on our highest self versus our most primitive fear-based self that too will result in a life that is rich and rewarding so deciding things from a place of confidence abundance and and value kind of versus that hurt child self you know so how possible that is really has to do with how healed you are um, and how present your traumas are and how much self-work you have done so 
respect where you are. I'm not trying to push you to do anything that doesn't feel right for you. I'm also not trying to guilt you or make you feel bad about the truth, whatever that truth is, because everything just results from the truth. So with that, there are three parts, the what, the why, and the how, the tools. Part one, the what. Being able to appreciate time with loved ones, to savor them, to have no regrets, to ensure you are prepared for whatever change comes, and to really live your life with the expectation and awareness of mortality. And this awareness, as I said, changes everything about how we guide our lives, how we invest our time, the goals we set, and how we show up in our relationships. Part two, the why. We must respect life and what it is. We have to see that as a beautiful thing and honor it in its entirety because death is a part of our evolution, like experiencing it, losing people, growing up as a soul, you know, that's, that's part of what we do here. And when we experience loss, we grow our depth. And with these experiences, we learn more about life. We respect life in a deeper way. And we learn more about ourselves. We grow up. We grow wise. We grow humble. We, we learn what is important. And we learn how to appreciate more. And that is if we allow ourselves to process and not resist. When death or loss comes Oftentimes it's sudden or some part of us wasn't ready and we might have a lot of ambivalence or we might have a lot of remorse or we might have a lot of conflicting but powerful feelings and we don't know how to digest them. And I think that that's often because some part of us hasn't really allowed ourselves to get over some wound, like some part of ourselves was just paused there. And that is why a lot of people have very complex relationships with loved ones. And oftentimes we cut off those relationships because they become too painful or it becomes too difficult or draining to spend time with those people. And so when we lose a person like this, we often realize there was this younger attached part of us that longed for closeness, who wasn't yet ready to say goodbye, who thought, I thought I, I thought this would be solved one day or whatever. So for this reason, I think it's really important and powerful to think about these kinds of relationships in our life and think about how we choose to approach them before the person passes or before we pass and ask what closure means to us. And if there's anything we choose to say or express or any presence we want to have with that person or anything we want to know, anything we want to ask. Um, I see life as kind of a beautiful and amazing range of experiences. And some are painful, some are deeply joyful, some are beautiful and illuminating. It's all the things. And with all the things comes the, the color, you know, it comes the depth. And we have to go through all those things for our capacity for all the feelings to grow. Like we have become a bigger container and we can love more. We can, we can give more. It's, it's, it only gives us gifts. So when someone passes away, in my belief system, in my experience, I believe they return to this universal energy 
and that they are not gone and they are always kind of with us or around us and I couldn't possibly comprehend what that looks like what the logic of it is where there's all the physics and all that stuff like of course I'm not going to know that because my brain's tiny I know very little based on just the size of my brain and all that is out in the world and the universe so all that is to me a great comfort and I didn't used to have that belief and if you don't have that belief it's fine because it doesn't you don't have to have that belief at all to feel okay about death and passing for me knowing that death is a a piece of the life experience it's a step just like birth it's something that we move through and it is our rite of passage in many ways to grow old or to experience loss is is a part of the gift we get in living in this experience on this planet and as I start to get wrinkles and gray hair I think wow cool how amazing this body is this is cool I'm in this new chapter and I love it I'm so grateful for it I'm so grateful for this body it's kind of like a friend you know I love to watch it evolve and grow stronger and more colorful and more beautiful and I can see all the experiences the body has carried me through on my skin and as we watch others age it's like we are witnessing them as they evolve into their new identities as they go into their new chapters and none of those chapters is lesser it's I would say each is kind of like a graduation of sorts it is new you know I find personally that speaking with someone who is of an older generation is one of the most um, grounding practices and I used to visit my grandparents pretty often for that reason just because it's like it reminds me of where I am in the world to remember the scale of life to remember the history that came before me the fact that there were they were fighting these wars and that they lived through so many hardships it's just like a oh yeah it's like a calming reminder and it just I think to remind yourself how small and insignificant you are in the face of the stars in the face of history all of that makes all of the tiny things oh I can deal with this this is not that hard I am my brain is is blowing this up to be so much bigger than it has to be it's just a a calming grounding it's a perspective and I would say the same goes for being with an aged like an aging loved one the goal is to maintain the right perspective that can keep you grounded and not untethered or flooded emotionally flooded or it can keep you out of that reactive I would call it small picture self when we are just coming from that hurt kid that hurt kid energy from there it's like oh fuck that person I don't need to be around them they don't deserve my time that little like reactive self can't access the big picture of life in its entirety and the impermanence permanence of life so if someone in your life is petty or selfish or they are acting crazy we really do have to yes honor ourselves protect ourselves um, and make sure we're not abusing ourselves by forcing ourselves to endure abuse in any way but it's always a balance of really getting in touch with 
Me from a bird's eye view, what do I choose for my entirety of life? What do I want out of the entirety of my life? And what does that self choose versus what does the the triggered hurt self of today choose? And make sure you're always incorporating that higher knowledge into the decisions you make. And I think a lot of the time we really have to, uh, to step back, kind of come back down to earth and then reassess. Uh, am I doing, am I approaching this in the right way or is there anything I can change? Am I doing everything in my power to really approach this relationship from that like bird's eye view? And am I choosing how I navigate this based on my life as a whole? I hope that made sense. That was a long why. And next I'm going to go into some tools for if you are navigating said situations before I go into the tools. So first a brief word from our sponsors. Wolverine heals. It's so fast. And at first I kind of got sad about that. You know, you think about like, oh, wow, that's like you watch an old video and you're all sad. But then you remind yourself, no, we can't stagnate. We can't pause because that would be the true loss in life to not live it. And to live it fully, we need to get all that depth. We want the full ride. We want to feel the full depth of love. And I think when you can mourn a death or a loss of someone you love, it's without the tra- the trauma or shock piece of it, mourning minus trauma and shock is, is kind of like a feeling similar to joy in that it is a juicy, kind of rich, delicious, like vivid emotion. It, if you can almost think of it as like love in its most true form. And it really, if you can be in, in that feeling in that way, it's like you're just fully filled with love. And it shows how deep you live, how much you um, are capable of in, in terms of feeling and I would say I just want you to I want to invite you to savor that that feeling in a strange way to the mourning process in particular to think of it as a version of feeling a full sense of love and I only say that because like yes it's I mean it's so painful it's so incredibly painful I'm not taking away from that at all it's one of the hardest things to move through through and it'll level you at times it'll make you not want to move it'll make you incapable of all sorts of things it's not easy at all but it is also very beautiful so just see the other side of it i think that's my point all right with that the first tool is called love languages and i've talked about love languages in terms of romantic relationships but i wanted to offer you the idea of love languages when it comes to relationships with our elders or a person in our life we might have um, a complex relationship with and I think a lot of relationships with people from different generations can be strained or stressful and maybe you want to connect with them but you can't because there are too many landmines and so you keep your distance um, and you don't know how to get closer but you you want to have that experience with them. So I want you to just think about how, let's say it's your parents. I just want you to think about how your parents communicate love. What is their particular love language? Just like a partner, your parents have one too in the way they communicate love to you. 
And it's not as, you know, specific as the five categories of the Love Languages book. But you can think of it almost like a scavenger hunt. Because you will know it, you will recognize it, but no one else will. So what is theirs? And, and once you find it, or you have an inkling of what one of them is, decide to only let that in and throw away the rest. Don't, or at least don't dwell on it. Because this is really about learning to bring out more of the opportunities that will allow them to communicate the love. And that will give you something to build on. I think we all need just a basis, like a, a baseline that is like consistently positive for the most part to build uh, more future positive relationships. It has to start with just a few consistent positive experiences. And that baseline, whatever it is, will allow you to just have the opportunity to get more of the information that you'd like to keep with you or give you the insights that you want to be able to carry past just this time in your life, which maybe, you know, this time in your life does give you lots of bruises and makes you feel hurt or makes you feel triggered, whatever it is. As we grow older, we learn to be handlers kind of of other humans. We learn how to be adult enough to carry the very hot coals with gloves. And we, we're self-contained enough that they don't hurt us as much. So your older self might really want to gain all of these specific experiences. So just being able to identify their love languages will help help you do so. For example, a person who has no uh, skills with like expressing expressing their emotions might give love in just fixing things, showing you how to fix something. If you can identify that as love, just it'll allow you to feel loved for, for maybe the first time. Even if you like are not getting all the feedback you want in terms of praise, if you can see how they're communicating it, it's a gift that you get to hold on to. If you can just change your frame of reference. All right, that's the first tool. Second tool is a journal entry. And I just want to invite you to, to write an inventory. I want you to ask yourself what experiences you would like to have with those in your life that you care about. Like what are the things you would like to know? What are stories you'd like to hear? What are things you want them to know you feel? What are things you want them to have heard you say? All of those things. Just bring them to mind and maybe start putting them on a calendar. Because I think a lot of the time like we have a vague idea of like eventually I want to do these things with this person. I really want to take this person to this place. But if you have the idea, mark it in time now. Just one of them, whatever it is. All right, the next tool is called open up the jewelry box. So you know the necklace that's really tangled if you have if you wear necklaces, whatever it is, just wanting to reopen the complex. As someone in your life is getting older or even separate from age, I just want you to allow yourself to muse on a complicated but important relationship, especially if you've done a lot of self-work in your life. I would say a relationship that maybe you had to distance yourself from for very important and healthy reasons, it can be different from a more differentiated place. When we can reapproach an old relationship as a new person, as a more, I would call it self-contained person, we can see them as separate 
and be less hurt or less affected by them and at least give ourselves the opportunity to re-examine the relationship like we are capable of a lot more than we think we are so whatever the relationship is just ask what closure means to you is there anything you need in order to have closure with this person like left nothing unsaid nothing undone so if there is anything any presence you want to have with that person any just moment that is positive or neutral you want to have with that person just reopen it reopen the question and consider maybe am i strong enough now to do this can it be new can it be on new terms okay next tool quality is value so the reason I wrote this tool is because I think one thing that happens when we know someone is going to pass or someone's aging is we tend to hang out out of guilt or a feeling of martyrdom of like penance or something. And, but I, I just think it's important to remember the actual quality of the experience, the energy of the experience or the authenticity of it also matters because you're kind of affecting the whole that is your relationship with that person. And when we do things for the wrong reasons, it's almost like you're, you're downgrading the relationship, if that makes sense. So I just want you to tune in and ask, where is this coming from? Is it coming from fear and clinging or a feeling of guilt? Or is this genuine peace and meaning? And this can be like something you just ask yourself moment by moment. Like, there's a lot of gray area here, but if you are forcing yourself to just be with someone out of a feeling of obligation, but your head is not there, your heart is not there, then I would say the quality of the relationship is suffering and just ask, is this coming from the right place in me? Am I feeling, is this performative? Because the goal I think is to have genuine, authentic and meaningful exchanges more than absent fear-driven ones. And I remember this, especially when my grandmother was getting much much older I had this like feeling like I had to sit there and I, I felt I think I, that energy was translated to her as well where it was like no no don't do that don't do this when you want to do this don't do this because you are afraid not to do it if that makes sense all right the next tool is called bird's wisdom so I've already kind of touched on this but I really think you know seeing life from the end of our life from that bird's eye view is to know what we want truly to get out of a relationship and how important that relationship is to us. And as we get older, our priorities change. For example, you know, you realize your mortality more and more, and that's a good thing. And it's, it's kind of like the sense of when you're walking over a very high bridge, you are hyper aware of how high you are. Uh, you have like that heightened sense of your physical safety. And that, I would say that's the same thing that happens as you get older, except you are tr truly aware of how quickly life happens and how quickly life can change and how precious life is. And so that can happen when you have a health scare or you lose someone you care about or you know someone who passes away, who you thought to be healthy. But either way, looking from that perspective of like, yes, life is so fragile and knowing you evolve throughout your entire life and you grow much more mature and confident as you get older, what do you choose to do? What experiences or, or moments would you like to have? And I think really if you can get into that perspective versus the, the young 
hurt self, the reactive self, when we can decide from that global vantage point, the decisions you make will be much more true for who you are and what is meaningful to you. So like, what do you choose based on your life in its entirety? Uh, okay, this tool is a little silly. It's called the record button. Um, I just wanted to offer it to you for when you move through the meditation that is life and just being with someone and you can see these moments of beauty that these are the things we collect. These are our little artifacts and treasures and they don't have to be big. They don't have to be, you know, a speech given with tears streaming down our face. They can be very small little moments. So if you move through your experiences with this loved one, just think of your, your eyes as having a little record button and you can collect them and decide these are the portraits of this relationship that I choose to keep and allow, allow them to just really resonate and soak in no matter how ordinary. It might be like sitting in silence, staring out a window with somebody or helping them change their clothes, whatever it is. They can be so simple and so meaningful. All right, the next tool is a mantra. It's a, a really helpful one. It's not about you. It's not about you. No matter what it is, if a person is hurtful, if they say this is about you, <laughs> whatever it is, it is not about you. And this is just a mantra for stepping back from a complicated relationship because whatever it is, it's their, it's their shit. It's their programming, which has been passed down for generations. And if this person, especially is an immigrant, there is so much hardship and trauma that occurs in the process of immigration. And that is passed down to us generationally. For example, my great grandfather had a moved, moved to the U.S., had a family in Korea who he could not get over to the U.S. and he did not invest much in his family in the U.S., his children in the U.S. He, my grandmother in particular and her siblings, they were born in the U.S. and he, when his, when my grandmother's mother died, he wanted to put them all in an orphanage, and my grandmother was like around 10 years old and she ended up dropping out of school and raising all of her siblings so they wouldn't have to go in an orphanage. But anyway, that relationship that the grand, that her father had with her, that had a major impact on my grandmother, obviously. It had a major impact on how she mothered, which in turn had a major impact on my mom and now me. There are so many layers and they are so deep. It's very complex. But I think, you know, relationships with elders are complicated. There's a lot of weird, I don't understand you kind of stuff that happens in that exchange of like this experience and how that affected how I learned to love, etc. And I think a lot of us cut off relationships that are too painful. But if we can move out of that hurt role, when we where we no longer are taking someone else personally, these new decisions open up because it's no longer at you. And I think it's just a person trapped in their own version of psychosis, you know, meaning not literally, but you know what I mean? It's like they can't see you truly. They can only see their own muscle memory, their own needs, their own insecurities, their own hurts, their own lacks. And older generations by default have a lot of trauma and trauma changes the way the brain works. So for whatever, whatever it's worth, your the way your brain records memory, it kind of fucks up the works a trauma at a young age so if you feel invisible that is in part because you are 
And if you want to have more of a relationship, but you cannot find that balance, I would just maybe try approaching it anew and filter out the love. Take what helps and leave the rest. Take the love and leave the rest. And I don't mean that like you should subject yourself to abuse. Absolutely not. I'm just saying you don't need to take them personally. You can just see them from afar. And all that matters is that you be good with you and how you behave. The goal is to really just play that movie in your head of how you behaved and how you acted and how you loved and be good with that. So if you can step back from that dance, whatever it is you have with this person and not get triggered and not get swept away, you, no matter what it is, you can feel good about the exchange if you are good with you. So if you've, if you've cut something off, I just want you to remain open to allowing it to be different. and and allow it to change because a dance can't continue the same way if we change how we respond if we step back they can't continue in the same way and all of that said if you know that this relationship is not healthy and it it very much is toxic in your life i'm not asking you to reopen that you know you best (laughs) just take what helps from this whole show and leave the rest all right the next tool Witness impermanence. I think it's just important to remember like things are aging before our eyes and nothing is forever. And that's a good thing. Cause like, you know, we don't need all the stuff cause the stuff is actively degrading as soon as it is made. So just remind yourself of this now and again, like whatever it is, look, let's say you have like a fancy new pair of shoes and you're like, oh my God, I love these shoes so much. The shoes are degrading as soon as they are created. It's eventually gonna fall apart. You know, everything is eventually going to fall apart. It's going to break down in its fibers. Nothing is forever. And so now that you see that, how does it change how you value things? How does it change tomorrow? How does it change how you view today? Just keep that innate impermanence of life top of mind because I think it will make you choose different things. And it also affects how you treat others. And the next tool, walk in the needless or this is another codependency type of tool or accept both outcomes so this is a meditation to do before you walk in a room with a person who maybe you have a lot of baggage with or a lot of history with and you're you're you really want to have a certain type of experience with them and you really want this this exchange to be a certain way whatever it is So this is just a meditation to do before you walk in that room. Walk in expecting the possible worst scenario to happen and the possible best scenario to happen and make peace with all outcomes. Just let it go. Let it go. Really to tell yourself, I welcome whatever outcome there is and I have no expectations. It's just like a reset, a reset button. And this really what it does is allows you to appreciate whatever happens. And I'm not saying like, yeah bring on the bad stuff I want bad stuff it's not that at all so if you have any superstition it's not going to do that I promise it's really just reminding yourself to let go of the preconceived notions of what things are supposed to be and just being able to experience it for what it is and being fine with whatever it is and if you are um, if you are walking into a situation with expectations and, and expecting them to do a certain thing. Really what we're doing is just living in our own projection 
of how things are supposed to be, which is not reality. And it's also not respectful of who someone else is. And we're really what we're doing is just setting ourselves up to be hurt. It's like saying like, if this, if I don't roll a seven, I'm going to be so pissed at this die. It's like, it's very illogical. And it's hard not to do that when we have a longing for closeness or a longing for connection or love. But I'm telling you, just that simple step back. I accept both outcomes. I expect nothing. I just, I welcome what, what this will be. It allows us to actually be there and not put our baggage onto somebody else. So I hope these tools are helpful. Um, and in closing, I just want to say thank you to all my sponsors. Uh, you really help out the show. And if anybody has the means, donations really help me make these you can head to yaywithme.com or check me out on patreon if not i totally get it if you could share it with someone who needs it that is also super helpful so in closing i just want to say that death and passing is a stage we move through and mourning too is a stage we move through and that is part of the human experience and as weird as it sounds uh it's it's kind of like a way we celebrate the fact that we love it's a way we celebrate life and you can feel really good about yourself if you feel deeply because that just shows your range as a human being and the fact that you're like wow my life is pretty badass that I get to love people this deeply and one thing I wanted to invite you to think on if you are losing someone soon or you recently lost someone I'm sorry if this freaks anyone out so if if this is like if spirituality freaks you out ignore this part but we humans have a very powerful sense just like sight hearing we have the sense of intuition and if we are present enough we can really hear it we can really feel into it you know so if for example you might know you can think of a friend when the friend is about to call you or you have a a, a general visceral sense um oh, I know this, I haven't seen this person in a while. And then they email you, whatever it is. Like that visceral sense is like a muscle. We all have it. And we just have to really like not be in that brain chatter mode to hear it often. So if you are with someone who is passing, I invite you to, (laughs) this is what I did with my aunt. When she was dying of cancer I said we should think of a sign that we can share and this is the thing that you're gonna send me when you like want to give me a little shout out and she was like oh I love that and so we picked one and I wanted to offer that to you because it just reminds you both like hey we're not we're not ending this now don't worry like I'm gonna give you little nods here and there and your job as the living person is to never stop being open that's it and what I have experienced this to be this like inner knowing this intuition it's kind of like that thing when you know someone is when you think of someone and then they email you or whatever it is it's like an energetic focus and it's kind of like it'll show up as a double take you'll be like huh why does that have so much resonance to my eyes or huh that's a weird coincidence and then allow yourself to just be open to that as a sign that's it and welcome them act as if and I would say that is the way you learn the language of staying connected to loved ones and if that sounds crazy I get it (laughs) I was there too I thought everybody that talked about any of this stuff 
was totally crazy and it freaked me out and made me made me feel lonely. I'm not trying to do that. So if that makes you feel weird, ignore it. But I will say when you're open and you just act as if all of a sudden you get way more feedback that is immensely comforting and I don't know. It's like whether it's true or not, it still affects you. And I personally think it's true. So <laughs> with that, I send you my love and don't forget to smile. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.